Talking benefits. 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 Talking. Talking. Talking benefits. You're listening to Talking Benefits, the podcast brought to you by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. Every month, we dive into retirement, healthcare, hot topics and trends, and whatever else the benefits industry throws at us. I'm Justin Held. I'm Julie Stick. I'm Ann Patterson. Let's talk benefits. Hello, Talking Benefits listeners. This is a benefits bonus, an extra bite-sized episode to bring you some added benefits content between our regular episodes. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Alyssa Hodder, Director of Education and Outreach for Canada with the International Foundation. And I'd like to share a blog post I wrote for the Foundation's Word on Benefits blog titled, Should You Consider Cyber Insurance for Your Organization? Do you have the right level of protection against cyber attacks? Does your current insurance even cover them? What about cyber insurance? If you're not sure, you're not alone. At the International Foundation's recent Fraud Prevention Institute, Catherine Hall with Aon and Cheetan Siegel with BDO Canada LLP discussed how to manage the cyber risks that plans and organizations are facing. In 2018, the total cost of cybercrime was around 600 billion, and this is estimated to rise to a whopping two to six trillion dollars in 2022, said Siegel. There's a whole market out there for our information, he noted. Types of cyber attacks can include malware and ransomware, as well as SQL injection and phishing attacks, Siegel explained. Social engineering, for example, impersonating an executive to get a fraudulent invoice paid, is also very common. The reality is, even after security awareness training, employees are still susceptible to cyber threats. What is the weakest link within the anti-fraud system? The human interaction, he added. And the damage can be considerable, including financial loss, business or service disruption, and loss of intellectual property. As with any risk, you can deal with cyber risk in one of four ways. Avoid it, mitigate it, accept it, or transfer it, said Hall. But if you're looking to transfer a portion of that risk through insurance, don't automatically assume you're covered, she cautioned. While cyber insurance has been around for a while, until recently it hasn't had much uptake. Organizations may have been able to piece together some coverage from existing policies, for example, business email compromise or kidnap and ransom. However, many carriers don't want to cover cyber because they don't fully understand the risks, said Hall. Those extensions were never properly written, they were never properly considered, and were never properly priced. Today, types of insurance available to mitigate cyber risks include cyber liability insurance and commercial crime insurance, she explained. Organizations may consider coverage for network business interruption, system failure, dependent business interruption or system failure, cyber extortion, and digital asset restoration, as well as privacy and security risks. However, cyber insurance isn't that easy to get these days, said Hall, noting that the underwriting has become much more rigorous. Before agreeing to provide insurance, the carrier will likely ask detailed questions on the organization's existing cyber risk management practices, such as multi-factor authentication, endpoint protection and response, and phishing exercises or cyber awareness training for employees. The proliferation of ransomware has really hit the insurance industry hard, Hall added. To ensure organizations are appropriately managing their cyber risk, Hall and Siegel's top three recommendations are, one, create a culture of cybersecurity. It can't just be IT's responsibility. Two, hire a qualified chief information security officer. And three, regularly review your cyber posture, including assessment, quantification, insurance, and incident response readiness. It's critical for organizations to continually reevaluate their cyber risk as they grow and evolve over time, Hall added. The best thing you can do is be prepared. We hope that you enjoyed that benefits bonus. 
You can find this and many more great posts on the International Foundation's Word on Benefits blog at blog.ifebp.org. We'll be back in your podcast feeds with a regular Talking Benefits episode soon. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. And subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all that the International Foundation has to offer at ifebp.org. Our show is hosted by Julie Stick, Ann Patterson, and me, Justin Held, produced by Rose Pleva and Stacey Van Alstein, and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2021 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, all rights reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel. That was great. Just two little things. It's all the um, all the words in the cyber race, like multi-factor authentication. You're just like, yeah. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs>